Freestyle Friday. These niggas some hoes. Talk about everybody. Pussy ass nigga, nobody, everybody. Bruh. <laughs> like, you ever know that nigga in your hood or in your apartment complex or um, even in the hospital that you went for right now? Um, that is like that, that knows, whole nigga, I guess, that knows about everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And when you talk to him, you kind of don't want to talk to him because he being everybody's business. Yeah, but he knows so much about the shit that you kind of should know, so you don't really kind of want to avoid him. Yeah, apparently you want to ask him questions all the time. Apparently, that's Takashi Six Nine. That is Takashi Six Nine right now. <laughs> we we gonna talk like uh, what's them dude's name? Um, the bald head, the light, two light skinned dudes. Yeah, but you know what he needs to be telling people? Jordan Peele and Jordan, Jordan Key and Peele, right? Yeah, yeah. We gonna call him Takashi Six Nines. Oh, how would they? How do you think they would say that? I don't know. <laughs> but you know what you know what I do know and what, what Takashi needs to tell you that when this fucking store opens up go out there and buy this distraction network merchandise <laughs> <laughs> hey I bet he was the whistleblower I bet he was the whistleblower I think it told everything hey y'all heard about Ukraine hey, listen judge alright so judge said, well, you Trump don't talk enough to get yourself down in six months wait a minute wait a minute uh, can I interest you in Ukraine you, you heard about this Ukraine thing that's going on all right, nigga, we still got, <laughs> still got three months to go, nigga. Let's go. <laughs> I was on a phone call. I got the transcripts right here. You fuck around by the time he done, he be giving us time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck on, he finished shit. The fucking judge going to have to go to jail. So what's up with this squilling, man? I don't know. Listen, I'm, in my nature, I'm not a snitch. I like to think I'm not a snitch. That's why I've never actually involved myself in the criminal lifestyle, because I don't want to go to jail. Right. And I also, but I also don't want to be a snitch. So my only recourse was let's stay away from that shit. Yeah, yeah. So question: You're not involved in the criminal lifestyle, no. but let's say that you. I'm gonna go with the camera thing. If you know, if you find out your next door neighbor is a rapist, okay. what would you do? Tell him on that nigga. I okay. got, I got three sisters, a mother, and a niece. I'm telling them, I'm right, So we're in the same category. So that's still not snitching because the definition of snitching is doing the same. If you're doing something illegal, <clears throat> and even though you're doing that thing illegal, you're telling on someone that's doing the same thing that you're doing in order to get a lesser sentence or get time off or get your sentence reduced. Right. <clears throat> like basically, if you and I was out criming and I was the one that got caught, because I was a dumbass, I shouldn't be telling on you. Correct. Right. Now, if you the average citizen, and like you said, the scenario of like a a, a, a rapist, or like if you find out the butcher knife killer was living next door. Right. You should probably go tell. Yeah, yeah. So with me, I wouldn't tell on anyone that's killing. Like, my line is pedophilia. Anything towards kids. Like, I'm telling. Yeah, quick. I'm... Very much the and, police. And rapists. When I call the cops, I like the dude who asked I'm busting right now. That's the nigga you need to lock up when you catch it. You get over here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who did it? The the dude that's half dead when you get here. Yeah. Like when you see like, the cat that got a foot up his ass. That's who you need to lock up. Do I have any water in the refrigerator? I think so. All right. Well, I need you to talk while I go get some water. 
right. So, motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> just give me tasks. <laughs> yeah, just, just tell them about Takashi Six Nine real quick. All right. So apparently, Takashi Six Nine, according to his baby's mama, um, was really just some weird old kid that decided that he was gonna rap at some point. And while he was rapping, he decided he needed some street cred. So he got down with uh, the Bloods, the Nine Trey Bloods. I, I can't forgive me. I the, right, um, Nine Trey Nine Trey Bloods, um, and pretty much things was often often rolling. He was got the street cred. He was the hardest thing out there for like a good two year period. Even though his shit sucks, but I mean, that is pretty much a market accomplishment. When this, nowadays, two years that you on top like that. Right, right. Um, and I ain't, I ain't saying shit about it. So, being an artist, coming from the art side, I don't really talk shit about artists. If I think they shit sucks, I think they shit sucks. But I'm like, yeah. I'm not downing him. I mean, he did a good job. Buster's always on. downing me. Suckers still be crowning me. Shout out to Playfly. Um, yeah, so, I mean, his plan worked. Um, apparently to fucking perfection. Because he is now in it. It didn't work to perfection. <laughs> hey, he wanted to be he wanted to be down with it, he's down with it. It did not work to perfection because his ass is in jail. And that's a couple of things I want to say about that. So the first thing is <clears throat> for any future rapper, any future anybody out there, you have the real gangsters, the Gangster. people that the people that were gangsters, like, well, I, I, I'm I, not going to talk about myself here. So we'll talk about other people that we know that's commercial rappers, that's been in the game, really been in the game, and then become rappers. Let's talk about the number one OG, Snoop Dogg. Bow wow. Bow wow wow, yippee yo, yippee yay, bow wow, yippee hey, yo, yippee yay. Snoop Dogg was probably the most feared rapper in the game at one point in his life. Really? Yes. That nigga went on trial for killing motherfuckers allegedly. And now, Snoop Dogg been on cooking shows, Sesame Street. Yeah, he did change his image. Yeah, he like, changed his image all the way. You know what I like about that? kids on the football team, you know what I'm saying? You know what I like how he did it though? It was a gradual change. Right. And, and, and the whole time he's smoking all the weed with it. Every day, Snoop Dogg wakes up, go to the store, and buy all the weed in America. And then he resells what he's not going to use for the day to everybody. That's how you get to smoke. I need to find a cannabis company to invest in, <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, holla at my wife. She, um, yeah. She can make this little uh, $5, $5 million. Probably. <laughs> and I'm just saying that because... Um, her goal is once it becomes legal in, in the state of South Carolina to get on it. How liable is that? Hmm? How close are we at to that? Hmm. We'll probably be voting on the next November. I'm gonna give them niggas my whole paycheck that week. Yeah. So <laughs> just <laughs> all they gotta do is figure out a way to make sure that not too many black people has it. Like, so the only thing thing, and you you hear me say this yeah. as many times as possible. I predicted it in the beginning. Um. I went through the history of weed. So, and it's the reason why I don't. So that's another thing I've been boycotting. Like, there's a history to it. Yeah, that's a history to it. Outside yeah, of it grows. No, 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 no. So, it's a whole history to it. Basically, I'll tell you the uh, uh, synopsis of the history. We used to grow f- fluently in the South. 
Really? Yes. So it actually, see, it actually reached as far up um, as far as naturally growing. Yeah, it was naturally growing in the south. Okay. So was tobacco. Yeah. Indian, Indian, Native Americans put us on to all of this. White people decided they was going to culture tobacco leaves because they had the bigger leaves. They looked pretty in comparison. Yeah. The Mexican and black people grew marijuana. You want to know who was making the most money and who all the white women was coming to? The, mm. the brown-skinned people. So they outlawed that shit immediately. But they didn't fully outlaw it. So with it, when it comes to marijuana, <clears throat> what they did was they said, hey, first of all, they destroyed all the plants that openly grew. And they said, hey, you can still, because weed is a natural thing, we cannot ban you from selling it. But what you have to do you. is you have to bring your product to the Capitol building and get, um, you have to bring it to the Capitol building and get it stamped and certified so we can see what kind of strain it is or whatever like that. And then once you get it stamped and certified, you can go grow as much weed as you want to. And then when people took their shit there, people of color took their weed to the Capitol building to get stamped and certified. The question was, how did you get this without being able to grow it? And they locked them all up. It's kind of like the whole open, um, not open, um, the stop and frisk in New York where they just pull, because I think you can have weed if they don't see it in New York, I think the law was, but then when they stop and frisk you, they pull the weed out your pocket and now they're saying that you got the weed out. Right. Yeah, okay. So, um, Some devil once, so once, once that happened, you get the weed out of the brown people's hands. Meanwhile, over the years, you have people, they move it over to California. They start cultivating it all up in the woods in California. They come out with High Times Magazine. They start selling it, selling strands of it, putting strands out. Then you got the whole, so the West Coast, that's why in the 90s, the West Coast had all that good shit, like the red vines, the uh, limes, endo, chronic. They had all that shit. Meanwhile, Miami had the hash weed, the brown weed, the boom stuff they had to put. Oh, Boone, okay. Yeah, that's the, well, you know what Boone is, right? <laughs> uh, it's like a coke and um coke and weed. weed yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they put coke and weed so it's more but um same thing in New York. They ain't have no good weed in New York, but that's because the whole time like the New York weed was coming all that weed in Miami and New York so they was growing it but it was coming from Jamaica, it was coming from the islands and stuff like that. Yeah. I always heard Jamaican like ironically Jamaican weed was never the best. I mean, that's the way weed is, the stuff that people smoke today is not it's okay. They, like real they smoke weed. that like that. Um, kind of like how my old man won't eat like um, the big gigantic chicken breast from like here right, right. because he knows it's a mutant chicken. Yeah, because if you go into a smoke shop, you go buy weed. Like chronic ain't chronic is not natural weed. Like okay. all that stuff. It. When they be like, oh, this stuff comes from the earth is here for me and you. Blah 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 blah. That's propaganda for marijuana, yeah. but that's not real weed. None of that shit is real weed, and that's why. Back in the day, even like mid nineties, the eighties and shit like that, people could smoke weed. You could smoke weed back to back. You wasn't getting fucked up. Yeah. You could smoke weed. You'll be high. It, okay. it it would heal you. It had all the healing agents in it. But it's a reason why people sit back and they smoke a blunt and be fucked up. And see, that's that's you part of what that like that. and that's part of what kept me out of drug culture and drinking too. I never understood people who like would indulge to the point where like I don't even see how you enjoying this shit anymore. Cause you so fucked up. It's like whatever, 
whatever your point in is with drinking this much, when drinking or smoking, I don't see how you feeling that right now. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand that either. But that's not why we're here either. I don't know how we get this far off into love. <laughs> I'll just say this. I grew up under drinkers, but I, those are those drinkers that were trying to get away from pain. Right. And that's also people that... Yeah. People used to either drink or smoke back in the day. Like, yeah. you didn't see... You didn't see people that drunk a whole bunch of alcohol and smoke weed. Yeah. You didn't see a whole bunch of people that smoked the fuck out some weed and drunk a lot. Yeah. Like, other than, like, Snoop, the shit that when Snoop was doing, when Snoop came back with gin and juice, smoking all that weed, was like, oh, he drink and smoke. Yeah. This dude, he doing it. Yeah. Like, but that was yeah. a big thing. That's my point, though. It's like, what I've never understood what drug, well, I guess you can call alcohol a drug. Uh, drug culture nowadays. Like I remember in college, I remember we were talking on the front porch of the dorm. This guy was so fucked up that in the middle of a sentence, not in the middle of a conversation, in the middle of a sentence he just passed out. And I was like, bro, I don't even see why you did any of this. <laughs> so back to the consciousness. Pe- people start drinking because they they're nervous. When you get to college and the nervousness of college and everything, and then you're just doing what other people are doing. Now that probably make, that makes sense because I'm not a nervous person by nature. Right. So, have you ever drunk anything? I was drunk, but I've never been drunk. Okay. I'm not going to ask you about smoking since it's illegal. I just, I'm proud to say I've never smoked. Uh, but, yeah. So, but, yeah. Um, back to Takashi just now. This is actually a pretty good segue. You know why? It was a good segue. You know why? Because I think Takashi is a prime example of what I said about weak, uh, drug culture nowadays. Takashi, or people like him, I can't say him personally because I don't know the guy. But observing him, he seems to be a prime example of the thing I've always I've said since I've seen that movie Way of the Gun because Benicio del Toro's character actually says it, like word for word. People nowadays want to be criminals more than they want to actually commit a crime. They want an image. Yeah. It's cool to be a criminal. It's cool. It's cool to commit crimes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now, so. see, like I was talking about the drug culture. Now, part of that, I think, as for my observation, is that these people want to be known as drinkers and drug users so much that they just go hard, go at it hard as shit. Yeah, like I tell you something that they said about. I'm gonna say they said about Lil Wayne. Yeah. Um, when Lil Wayne was talking about how how much he be on cert. Yeah, and then all the rappers in Houston was like, "He's yeah. a motherfucking lie." Because yeah. <laughs> if you was on surf that much, you could not be that skinny. Because yeah. surf makes you hold water, and you end up becoming chubby. Like the skinniest motherfucker on surf, getting chubby. I assume he was in a powder too, though. Yeah, um, I can't I ain't gonna talk about Wayne, <laughs> but um, yeah, all ain't yeah. That's a lot of stuff going on there. Okay. Yeah. So, um, wait. Isn't lean an opioid? I thought opioids dried you yeah. out. Like I thought opioids made you skinny. Nah, nah. So the fact that it's in the sprite and the type of uh, lean it is, the type of opioid lean is that's that's what re- makes you retain water. Okay, but it's so it's kind of like like codeine and shit like that. Okay. Like codeine. <coughs> Excuse me. If you see codeine on the bottle. The codeine bottle says, um, drink plenty of water, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Cause, and then it makes you retain water, like you dry up while you're on codeine. Okay. Okay, okay, so. got it. All right. Um, but, yeah. Um, but the reason why we were talking about all this is because gangster rappers, right? Yeah. So you have Snoop Dogg. You have Tupac, who was 
more of an activist, but still gangster. Um, Biggie, not Biggie. Biggie wasn't like gangster, gangster. He just sold drugs. But you, he have, was more I would call a hustler. Yeah, but you see, once they get into the game, once they realize they they go make money off spitting rounds, the motherfuckers stop. Yeah, I remember Ice T said that about Tupac actually. Um, he was like, because a lot of people, not a lot of people, but you get people sometimes who try to question everything about Tupac, um, as if the man is here to defend himself. Like I'm not saying like, you know. You gotta he prays on the dead. I'm right. I never believed in that. But if once you dead, you dead. Whatever right. issue I got with you died with you. Yeah. Um, so you get people, man, Park was this, Park was that. Like Ice T is like he never questioned how hard Park was. He questioned how smart he was because he was like me, Ice T saying this, me, ghetto boys, other guys who were in the streets, we stopped that street shit once we started rapping. Right. Park was talking about the shit while he was doing it. And Pop was they uh, they say he probably had a death wish. Yeah, I mean he made and he himself made a good point. He was like, I never had a record until I made records. Right. Yeah, so um and that's kind of like Takashi. He I apparently he didn't have a record until he started making records. <laughs> but at least with Park it seemed like again, it's kinda like what I say between like the Trump administration and the Bush administration. At least with the Bush administration, I see the logic in what they're doing. Yeah. With Takashi, I, like, I don't see the logic here. I mean, it's logic now. He's trying not to get in jail on. But well, yeah. But here, here's the thing about Takashi. You know what? I have a strong point about Takashi. We're finally going to start talking about Takashi, but we're going <laughs> to have to wait until after the break. And watch we don't talk about him. What's up? It's Heavy D. Every podcast, we want to come to you with topics that you want to hear about. But that's just it. We don't know what you want to hear about unless you let us know. On Facebook, at DistractNet. On Twitter, at Distract underscore net. On our website, www.distractionnetwork.com, or email us at thedistractionnetwork at gmail.com. We are back. Got a point to make about Takashi right now, right? Okay. So, when you are not gangster, and when you're pretending to be gangster, the fact that he wasn't gangster, he got into the game. But he wanted that reputation, so he worked hard at it. He worked hard to get that reputation as a gangster. But here's the thing I want to say about Takashi now, right? His fan base is going to continue to be his fan base because people are built different these days. The fan, the fans are built different that. these days. And I was going to ask you that question. Like, yeah. Do you think he's going to have a career after this? I've been listening to rappers in New York, and what those rappers have been saying is when his song come on, Motherfuckers are in the flow. They in the dance flow. They love that shit. Still. So he can come. He can. He can come out of all of this with a career still. Yeah, he's probably going to come out of all of this, not being in witness protection and with a career. That is different. Like I said, um, like I said, I've never been about that shit. That street shit. Like I said, this. I'm, I'm from the streets as in that I'm born in those areas. I grew up in those areas, but I'm not in the street in the same way like some of my relatives are. I've never been in that in the streets in that way. I'm one of those weird people who was born in the hood. I was born in the hood, been around street shit my whole life, but I didn't actually get into the streets till I was a full grown motherfucker. Yeah, it's kind of late. Yeah, I was late. Right, I was a late bloomer. I ain't started getting into the streets till like anybody. Anybody from my hometown could tell you this. Like, I don't even lie about it. Like, I think I was like 16 years old when I actually got no 17 because it was basically. When I turned 17, I moved out of my mom's house. Now, mind you. Um, <laughs> and hopped in the streets. Mind you, 
that there's some things you can't talk about. Just wanted to make sure I remind you of that. <laughs> I ain't gonna never forget what I can't talk about. Dude. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I hopped in the streets at 17. Most people get in the streets around 13, 14. Yeah, from where I'm from. But I was like 17. I was full grown, joined the navy, and all that shit, and then hopped in the streets. Well, I hopped in the streets when I turned 17, but then I stayed in the streets. But I loved the streets. I loved the streets until I found out sure. that once you make too much money, you can't really be in the streets like that. Okay. <laughs> so it's like the point I made, like how like I grew up around drug dealers that sold drugs in the neighborhood that they lived in, as if that made sense. Yeah, and that was I mean, I ain't gonna say that was a problem for me. My problem was that I started a record label and I lived in the house where I recorded people. Yeah. Like so basically like drug dealers do, can't sell in the hood. You can't sell out of the place you sleep. You cannot run a record label. You cannot run a business out of where you sleep at nowadays. That's something, like if you live downtown, yeah. where, the, where back in the day people used to have their business downstairs, they lived upstairs, Yeah, you can't do that these days. So that was my problem, and that's, that was the issue I was having. But other than that, and that's because when I left, like if, if no one was there, then people would come break in. Then it'd be some wars going on. Right. So, but, um, so, but, but the thing is though, at least, at least the guys that I knew, like my, like the guys around my older cousins, they knew not to involve me none of that shit. One, they knew who my old man was. My old man was pretty much the OG. Right. I'm going to tell you like trick that it said, but hustling, you want to be, you want to rob still kid, you want to do all this shit. That's for, that's for the strugglers. Like, yeah. Once you get it, once you got it, once you go and hustle, once you get what you got, it ain't no need to be in the game, man. Right. 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 Um, and but that thing is this guy apparently Okay, it wasn't like he was famous and then became a blood. Like how so many like celebrity bloods are. How about Takashi? Yeah, right. So my my point I'm making is the guys that were around him, right? Right. The guys that being snitched on now, right? It, it wasn't like he was, like, okay, like, how they say, I don't want to talk about Lil Wayne again, but you know how apparently Lil Wayne's in blood, right? By paying his money, yes. Right. What I'm saying is. I will t- I will say that. What I'm saying is he apparently didn't do that. Because I didn't hear about him until he was already a blood, apparently. Maybe he was big in New York, like, and we didn't hear him down here, but. So Takashi did the, they, they had mutual, mutual things, so. The Bloods decided well, he he was making his music or whatever like that, and the Bloods decided they needed another person to um because at that time Jim Jones on TV and stuff yeah. like that. that um, <laughs> I'm saying it now because well, ain't no need to say that Takashi snitched on Jim Jones when Jim Jones said it in his music. Um, well, but like, at that time, um, they needed another superstar. They needed someone to rep their red. Yeah, them, throw them flags, them bandanas, um, in the videos and stuff like that, so they could have someone to uh, gather around, somebody to, to support, and that's who they chose. Okay, why not just start a record label? Did you see them motherfuckers? No, I, I mean they I've actually managed them. They actually managed them, but what I'm saying, yeah, them not the type of people, man. Like. They not built like that, so I ain't gonna talk too much shit because I ain't want nobody knocking at my door. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would hate to have to lose my whole life because I killed a bunch of bloods. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> I just want to say uh, before before uh, going uh, forward <laughs> f- further. Um, you know, I don't feel that way at all. Um, hey, I love Bloods. I love Crips. Uh, I love everybody. I love everybody, but anybody. I love everybody, but at the same time, anybody come to me with that foolishness, it's gonna be some foolishness. But my, my like, so I guess my question was saying. like how all so, the cats. So ho, ho, before you go to another question, let me ask the original question about what's going on with these these listeners these days. They're just not built the same way. Like, oh, that that's simple. If if this was happening in 1995, 1996, Takashi should be out of a career. Yeah. Because we didn't tolerate that. Like, See, this like, is and this is real gangster culture where we didn't tolerate that. If you snitching, oh, you lost your whole career. But the same reason why Drake won that battle with um, Meek Mill. Like, you think, like, I, think, I think we talked about it. The second yeah, that... People don't respect lyrics. Because <laughs> we're not in a society... We're in a ends justify the means society now. Yeah. Like, no one cares. Think about it. Back in the day... The millionaire, the okay, Joe Millionaire was more respected than Joe Millionaire's son, who just all he did was inherit the million dollars. He didn't right. make it. He didn't earn it. Right. Nowadays, it's like, well, shit, the nigga still got a million dollars. I don't give yeah, a fuck don't how matter. he got it. Don't yeah. matter. Like, <laughs> yeah, but okay, he got a million dollars, but as a person, is he valuable to you? Because he's not. He all he is. Don't have to be he, like that. Yeah, he's not. He's just the person who has the million dollars. And the person I want to talk to is this old man, the nigga the dude that came from nothing. Yep. And took the million dollars. That's who I want to talk to. But that's not the society we live in anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just think about it. Back in the day, in that same time frame you talked about where Takashi wouldn't have a career anymore. Right. The second that it was told that, the second it got out that Drake had a ghostwriter and he didn't immediately deny it or prove that it was wrong, that would have been the end of his career right then back in the day. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't even know people wrote rhymes for each other. I remember, I remember... DMX being like, nah, like even Cisco, Cisco signed his cousin, and was like, nah, he my cousin, but that nigga spit because I'm not signing nobody that don't write their own rhymes. Like it was on, like. But you know what? I take it back to. I don't take it back, but well, the preface is, the preface it. Um, my point is that Drake presents presents himself as an MC. Like he doesn't present himself as like a just a entertainer like a Diddy or Easy E was. Yeah, and. Even though he has a song that says started from the bottom, uh, Drake comes from a entertainment family. Like he that is. is that he is one hundred percent that dude that that you were just talking about the the son of a millionaire. But even though he's not the literal son of a millionaire, he is the nephew of a music family. Yeah, like and it his, kinda... his uncles and shit. His dad, that's a music family. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. And I think that's also part of a different conversation we had on um, discussions with Derek Wise talking about how the, the society we live in doesn't really evolve. Because if you're the son of a millionaire, right, your, your daddy earned a million, you got to earn two. You got to well, make that know, one three. You know the old saying says the first generation earns it, the second generation tries to hold on to it, and the third generation blows it. Yeah. And my question, and my thing is, it shouldn't be that way because we should all be striving to approve on what came before us. I'm trying to get my daughters to get into that third generation wealth and be part of the reason why that money get blowed. Like you want your you want your daughters to be the Bush family, basically. Son too, son too. Like marry a third generation rich person so you can get all their money. You want your kids to be the Bush family, basically. I mean, they got all. Yeah, but I don't think people understand how old the Bush family actually is. 
Like the Bush family, but that money goes back to England. That money go back to uh, the Middle East, cause the Bush family and the Bin Laden family were friends. Like so, like Sir, Sir George, Sir Sir, <laughs> Sir George of House Bush was friends with Al Khal Bin Laden back in the 1600s. <laughs> oh, somebody about to shoot you with a, a bow and arrow. I'm gonna quit making jokes, man. If I get canceled. Um, <laughs> If um, I ain't getting counseled, you ain't getting counseled. But basically, you're saying that their families are that old, like back to the. Because I'm yeah, talking about if that, you, you don't remember when there was an issue when the Bush family tried to sell a port to the Bin Laden family in Miami. Well, I ain't gonna say in Miami; it was in Florida. Nah, I don't remember that. Yeah, that was. Uh, now, mind you, I didn't really get political until I was like in my. It was big early twenties. Yeah, it was big news. Okay, but yeah, it's uh, it. The, everybody's built different these days. Like each generation, I'm so, I'm about to sound like an old person, but I knew this when I was a teenager. Each generation is softer than the next, and that's because we have different things that's important to us. Like growing up in, in the middle, like in the middle of the crack epidemic, what's important to most people? Family. Mm-hmm. What's important to most people? Strong men before the crack epidemic. Once strong men, strong leaders became a obsolete thing, which really ended when the Tupac was killed. Um, a strong leader, once that became a th- uh, obsolete thing, then we started getting into what gaming, and then uh, you mean like video games or like spitting game, and me culture. Me, yeah. Well, it's the microwave culture. So now everybody, yeah. want, you want things quick. Yeah. So that's became you don't the work bigger for thing. It. Yeah, you know. So we we still work for it because it was Generation X. That's the generation above me because I'm a millennial. Um, but I still I'm an elder millennial, so I have like the work ethic of a generation Gen Xer. Wait, you know what? I want to say something. How old are you? I'm 34. Uh, yeah, you. So I'm an older millennial. Yeah. I want to say something about Generation X, though. All right. Stop this whole thing right now, cause I want to say. It. Generation X from my mouth to your ears. You can take this to the bank, cash it. If the check bounces, don't come looking for me. I fucking hate Generation X. You know why? Why? Because they like to spit that dumb shit like you millennials are so lazy. You millennials don't do this. You know why we don't do anything, Generation X? Because y'all all decided to have kids when you were 11 years old and now you won't fucking die. 15. Now you're talking about... um. You talking about Gen X or you talking about Gen X? Gen X is so goddamn young when they started having kids yeah. that they can't get out of our way. Naturally. And that's because all that technology came in away. And then the the parents was too damn old to take care of them, so they was all hunching. They was all hunching by the time they was eleven. Like I'm like, God damn it. It's like, why are you so close to my age, motherfucker? Yeah. So I have a I always tell the story, but I have a cousin that was a grandma at twenty four. I know a girl who's two years younger than me that's already a grandmother. Yeah. I knew a girl that was a grandma at twenty five. I say twenty four, but it was twenty five. I was like, fuck, your daughter didn't learn from you? She was a great grandma. And her Hmm. I'm trying to figure this. I'm trying to think. I think she was a great grandma, mid thirties. That's fucked up. Yeah, and she have kids that her daughter, her daughter's kids and her kids all went to school together. Like 
Some of them in bigger girls. Some of her daughter kids are older than her kids. Why do I want to laugh at that? That's that's where I'm from. I'm from Base Burleys with South Carolina where people like that shit like that happen. But that's my thing. People always talk about <laughs> uh, people always talk about um uh the baby boomers and all that, right? Like, you know, right after the unwoke uh, when people came back from World War Two and just started going at it. And that's the bigger problem. Like, we have all these baby boomers and Gen Xers with a whole buttload of kids. Yes. That's coming out of the Maybe because I'm a grandma's boy, I don't mind the baby boomers that much. Um because yeah, I, I there's 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 something to be said for the energy they of They worse cause them motherfuckers out there being healthy as fuck <laughs> out there on on dick pills and vagina wetting <laughs> pills working out and shit. Listen, man. Living longer than Gen X people. If you gotta take pills to do some shit that you're supposed to be doing no, naturally. You got seventy year old. I don't think you're supposed to be doing it no more. You got seventy year old Dick pill taking motherfuckers in it. That's why so many. That, do you ain't hear the news about all these uh, uh, diseases in nursing homes? I heard. About, I saw an episode of Scrubs about Didn't that. Motherfuckers be fucking. Fucking eighty years old, old ass geriatric. Old, old ass geriatric. Pull himself out the wheelchair, go lay down on the bed. Granny come in with her uh, what you call them little walkers with the uh, with, with the, the tennis seat, balls the on the end of it. <laughs> With the seat on it, so she and, can be no slip that little depends to the side. Oh my god! Stop, it. man! <laughs> getting it. You had me. You said depends. <laughs> I mean, getting it. Meanwhile, Takashi is not telling on everybody. Takashi trying not to get it himself. <laughs> Did you see my meme I posted? <laughs> no. Um, I'm disappointed, man, because I thought it was pretty funny. Pat, Pat shout out to Pat. Pat responded to it because Pat knew the shout reference. Out Pat. Um. <laughs> The is this was, the one that you was talking about last week? I think so. I'm still talking about this shit. I still laugh at it. This shit basically said, um, all right, Mr. Hernandez, is there anything else? And and, and to, it was like Takashi at the top and at the bottom is Antonio Brown. And he was like, all right, Judge. So Antonio Brown told me that once he started playing R. Kelly, there was almost no resistance. Did you see the one about Trump today? No. It said, uh, all right, Takashi, you have anything else to tell me? No, 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 no. It said, it was Trump at the time. He was like, no one's really going to know what I say because I have the files locked up. And then <laughs> it's a picture of Takashi right on there saying, excuse me, judge. And then a pissed off face of Trump I'm saying, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Yo, this living crazy times, man. Think about it. Think about the times we live in. Like, Orange Man is our president. Orange Mad Man. And, and a clown. The number one rapper. The number one rapper in New York is a clown. Right. With 6969 tattooed on allegedly. Bro, where the fuck are you going to go? Like, people make this point, and it's a valid point. Let's say he does go to witness protection. He don't need to go anywhere because he is not going to suffer much from telling on people. But, oh, that, that's my point, too, I was making, too. I think I, I lost that. Why did. By the way, I'm eating chips if you hear, if you hear the bag. Why didn't anyone say get your little ass away from us in that gang? Like how first off those guys and they like, made like, them, and then they tried to murk them off. And I, so I want to tell you, and this is something else I was going into about the gang. The gang ain't built the way gangs are built. Like gangs don't do what that his gang did. Them, um, what I tell you, they were Trey, nine Trey, nine Trey, yeah, yeah. Thank you, so. So those non-trade bloods, 
I don't know about all the nine trade bloods. I know the specific group that was around six nine did not treat a fellow blood the way fellow bloods treat blood because it's supposed to be a culture of like friends and protection, brotherhood, brotherhood, and. They they wasn't like that towards him. They was using them first. When they planned, and then them? once he decided, once he found out they they was like stealing his money and shit, they was like, oh, so I'm about to counsel him. And then they was like, okay, so we just go kill you. Like, yeah, I, I was about to ask that. Like, that, that's not a brotherhood. And didn't one of them like fuck his girl or something like that, or try to fuck her? I don't know. I don't. I don't really care about that. Like, what I'm saying is, it's people... always gonna be something comes out say, oh, this boy fuck. They they was talking about somebody. What, what Somebody I'm, fucked LeBron James' mama. What what I'm saying is, so, yeah, sorry about that. I ain't mean to talk about your mama, LeBron James. I'm just saying, people was like, hey. What what my point is, Delonte West fucked your mama. The catch he's snitching on ain't really without sin on this, right? Like they they right. kind of do some shit to him that make him turn. Yeah, except for, <laughs> I don't know why Jim Jones in this shit. My question is, does he ever listen to any of his fucking albums? Yeah. Why are you on Why are you on the phone explicitly talking about this shit? I'ma ride till I die. Cause mama raised her up a thug. Like, bro, you explicitly said that shit on the phone. And apparently okay, apparently it's an old conversation, so it wasn't like he was already snitched on and started talking on the phone about it. But still, I've listened to plenty of songs with him and Cam and all of them. Pretty much say shit about don't talk so on the when phone. They, when they first played that shit, I didn't know, I didn't know that was his voice because I I heard that when they first arrested Six Nine. Okay. I did not know that was him, and I, I was somebody posted that shit. I was like, yeah, because he does have that generic New York dude voice. Yeah, he? yeah. When they posted that shit, I was like, yo, that came out a long time ago, and they did. That's not Jim Jones, because on the script they didn't name Jim Jones. They named it somebody else. But fuck it. Would you consider this a plot twist though? The fact that Jim Jones is involved in this shit. Yeah, but I, I still, I still, because you remember when it first came out, there was like, instead of it being everybody's name on it, it was like plaintiff number one, plaintiff number two. So everybody thought they were snitching. So probably the reason why they didn't name that person or those people is because it was a famous person like Jim Jones. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. But my thing is, I just didn't see Jim Jones being involved in this shit when it all started. Nah, but nobody should be that surprised. Um, no, you shouldn't call it snitching because, like I said, police could listen to any of Jim Jones' music and figure that shit out. That he was true. And I'm going a step farther. Joe Santana, Lil Wayne. Don't say Cam. Please don't say Cam. Cam. God damn it. Because Cam, I mean, you know they're involved in gang activity because they talk about it in their music. Not killer, man. It's like... Boondock said, "Like can't see this too vicious." Yeah. <laughs> Hit him with the baller at three p.m. <laughs> on Monday afternoon. It was like can't see this. Your too vicious. Smack up your mom like a smoke like like I smacked Johnny Guinness three o'clock yesterday. Hit him with the Henderson suckers. No, I do not play. No, then he said he ended with the memorized that shit. Hit him with the Henderson. <laughs> That's the part that always made me laugh. Hit him with the Hennessy. <laughs> I've only seen that shit <laughs> once, and I was like, golly, but yeah. You know, YouTube is a thing, right? Yeah, I YouTube that I, shit. Yeah. I remember one time I used to that shit the whole day, cause that shit just because <laughs> somebody I was talking about it with somebody, and I remember that hit him with the Hennessy. That part just made me laugh. So I kept looking at it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, that's that shit is funny though. Like it's funny how like if you listen to my old songs, like you could listen to any of my old songs and tell you a bunch of shit that was done or might have been done and shit like that. Um <clears throat> some of it's entertainment too, so I like, like to um, tell stories. You know, and that's a good point. Cause you listen if you listen to old ghetto boy songs, right? Right. They talk about a lot of violent shit. Mm-hmm. But it's clear shit that they ain't doing right now. Yeah. Cause a lot of the shit they talk about is borderline cartoonish violence. Because you grow, especially if you're making money. Once you start making money, the hustle is supposed to, again, I learned from old school rappers. Trick Daddy said, once you start making money, you leave that old shit behind. You don't need to do it no more. The time It's time then to let someone else pick up that shit and go with it. And you know what that goes back to? What's up? These people today, kids today, want to be criminals more than they want to commit a crime. Well, and that's because we, we glorify criminalism. Again, the rappers these days glorify criminalism. Like, you got Percocet. Molly Percocet. Yeah. Percocet. Because think about it. Molly Percocet. Glorifying drugs. Why why does one commit a crime? Because they don't have. Right. Right? Once you got to stop committing fucking crimes. Yeah. Most people do that. Yeah. Think about it. need to. Tommy Lauren likes to go on about how Jay-Z was a drug dealer for 16 years. Yeah. But guess what? When he started getting rich, you didn't hear one word about this dude selling drugs anymore. Not one. Nope. Tom Lauren fought the black person before. Mm-hmm. She got smart and she stopped fucking black people. I don't think she's. I, I, I don't think she was. <laughs> I don't think she's actually. I don't think she wanted to be done though. I'm because she always has something to say about a black man. Yeah, um, I, I can guarantee you, she had to pay some some black people off. <laughs> like I, I could guarantee you, cause you can tell. I could. I have a cousin that was like, yo, you can look at a white girl and tell if she fuck with black people or not. And, yeah, she looks like, yeah. Because anyway, she always got something, she it's always got a black dude name in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Just the name? <laughs> I wouldn't even gonna go there. I wasn't going to be based uh, like that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I wasn't even going to be based like that. We, we have to go to break. No shout out to Tommy Lauren either. Are you in the know? Do you want to know the latest happenings, where to go? In today's world, it's all about encounters, learning, growing, living. It's time to do more than just exist. It's time to have an encounter. Life-changing, mind-blowing, impactful, beneficial encounters. And it's all right here at your fingertips. Encounter the magazine. Have you had an encounter today? www.encounterthemagazine.com www.facebook.com forward slash encounter me to encounter me to at gmail.com that's encounter me the number two at gmail.com encounter the magazine these niggas some hoes talk about everybody <laughs> you know what you do with niggas like that what you do? Hit him with the Hennessy. <laughs> <coughs> All right, so talk to me about uh, uh, in, in, incorporations, incorporations. Right, so you ever seen that movie, um, Gangs of New York? I don't know, probably. With Daniel D. Lewis, I think he won another fucking Oscar. Yeah, like I know actors. Just know that Daniel D. Lewis, pretty much that dude, he acts. Once every three years, mm. wins an Oscar and goes back in a hibernation. Oh, like like 
I mean, he's smart. He, he only did it for the Oscar, and then he left it alone. You ever seen that movie, There Will Be Blood? I don't know. What about Lincoln? I don't know. Fuck. This nigga here. I see, when I... I see why you and Pat are friends, because y'all do that shit, too. <laughs> like, you just like, you seen that movie? No. Shout out, Pat. Like, I don't, I don't know, man, because I don't, I don't watch TV like that. All right. Basically, in the movie, um, Gangs in New York, it, it kind of shows you the start of organized crime, right? Right. Um, it starts off where the country's still young. It's like the 1840s, I think. And basically, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, he's technically he's a native, but his father was an immigrant, right? They right. came to New York, and they were a bunch of gangs. So um, they had native gangs, which was the Bowery Boys, which I guess, as the name implies, started in the Bowery section of New York. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, they didn't fuck with um, immigrants like that. Right. Um, so the movie starts off with a big ass gang fight. Mm-hmm. It was um, the Dead Rabbits and they and they they homeboys. That tastes good. Basically, the whole thing is, man. Listen, y'all gonna leave us the fuck alone. Yes, right. we immigrants. Just leave us the fuck alone about it. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the about the na- the natives was like, man, we from here. Actually, you know what? We still having that same fucking argument too as a country. Like you ain't from around here. Right, um, but it's all backwards because people that saying that we that that the other people ain't from around here, just got here, like. Right. <laughs> um, but, um, the and actually a good point in the movie too because those native guys they weren't all like first gener like third generation natives. Some of those dudes was like, you know, your daddy wasn't from here, motherfucker. But right. anyway, um, so the movie kind of depicts early gangs, right? Also, I like to mention that these are white gangs, all of them. Um, so, they, so they were just like clubs. No, they were scrub gangs. They no, call I'm themselves. Ju- gangs. I'm just saying. Yeah. And today, today's culture, they be called clubs. Oh, they, they're just a club. Oh yeah. They just like wearing white hoods so they can but know that we're all in the same club. What the movie is also showing you is that these gangs were moving into politics. They started off just strong arming votes for their. Their politician in question, mm-hmm. but some of them started to like you know you see because you if you study your history some of these Irishmen they move into politics, right? Later on, right. you get the Jewish gangs with um people like um not on the Rothstein I forgot the guy, it's not Paul Kelly I think it's Paul Kelly, the Jewish gangs took over, right? Okay, the same you, you got to make this quick because we only got like all right the same parts of minutes. New York and then you see it through history, every non-black gang mm-hmm. right. They start off the same thing, strong on tactics, thuggery and all that, but they mm-hmm. move into the legit, uh, the legit areas, right? You see it from those Irish, early Irish gangs and from that time to the mafia, right? My thing is, why don't black gangs ever do that? So instead of doing all that shit with Takashi, why didn't you just start a label and sign Takashi? Because the black gangs, it's two things that happens when black people start doing things well. One, they turn on each other. Or two... Outside people come and interfere and kill them all. That's a good point. So, a, example, the easiest example is Black, Black Wall, Wall Street. Street. Yeah. Second easy example, Black Panthers. Third easy example, um, when they <clears throat> moved the Indians into one territory, Oklahoma, and they found out it was a bunch of oil in that territory, so they raped and pillaged and killed all the um, Native, Native people American, there. Yeah. And basically made them as even like little four year olds and shit like that sign over the land <laughs> to the white people before they killed them or whatever, and then um, kicked them out. Like, 
Yeah, you can't. Black people of color in the United States of America at this time got to sneak to get what they got, and they cannot do it together because one, a whole bunch of black people are gonna turn on each other. A whole bunch of people of color are gonna turn on each other. I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll talk about black. A whole bunch of black people are gonna turn on each other, and if they don't, and they ended up gelling together, outside influences. We'll pick off the leader and then start separating the clan. And by clan, I mean group that follows. Then why not do it like how Luck Luciano did it then? I mean, you could do it the way I'm doing it. Like, well, What I'm saying is Luck Luciano, he <laughs> he eliminated the concept of a leader. So explain it. Do oh. it real quick, though. All right. So basically, um, this for the thing- people that don't know. There's this thing called the Castellamarisi War that happened, right? So basically, the Mafia beat the Camorra in New York. Um, they were, like, at the time, the most recent gang, right? It mm-hmm. was the Irish Jews and the um, Sicilians slash Italians. The Sicilians mm-hmm. and the Mafia beat the Italians and the Camorra. Mm-hmm. Um, then they were, and they ended up being led by Joe Mazzaria. Mm-hmm. Joe Mazzaria got into a war with Joe, um, Salvatore Maranzano over mm-hmm. control of the Mafia in America. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> La Luciano was caught up in the middle of this shit, right? Uh, La Luciano thing was like he didn't want to be just strictly Sicilian. He wanted to work with everybody, mm-hmm. right? So basically, one, he didn't isolate himself anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, when he finally worked his way to the top and got rid of Mazzaria and Maranzano, Maranzano actually instituted the uh, the the concept of boss of all bosses, which was again not as smart because things were getting more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. So once La Luciano got rid of uh, Maranzano, he kept the actual structure. Of the mafia, the five families thing and all that. Yeah, but he eliminated the concept of being the head of it. Mm-hmm. He so it was it, more like a not it became a commission. Yeah, it became a commission as opposed to um, a straight up family. Yeah. Uh, so like, so you can just do it that way. Just eliminate the concept of a head because some people, a lot of people, Tariq Nasheed, shout out to him and Hidden Colors. He made a um, he made a fair point where he doesn't like being called the leader because you can destroy the leader. But you yeah. can't really destroy a whole organization without a leader, basically. So, uh, as we say, people are a bit different these days. and We haven't had a leader in a long time collectively. And the fact that, I mean, we we talked about this a couple of times now, but black people don't congregate like we used to, other than church. And in, in church, it still isn't the way it's supposed to be because in church, that's a place where, and I'm going to speak in generalizations that is a place where um, the leadership takes advantage of the congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, you have, you have, well, I use one of the churches here, for example, I'm not going to give the name, but there's a church here that the pastor openly just basically would pass the collection plate around. And let his congregation know that the collection plate is for him to go on vacation. Uh, I've seen this dude do a satellite church from Hawaii in front of his brand new Corvette that he bought with the congregation's money. And um, telling them <clears throat> that they need to pay more money so he can make sure he can make his car payments. Like, it's shit like that that happens. Like That's that's a big reason why I left the church. Off air, I would tell you what church this is because his son was my um, producer for about three months or four months. But um, 
I never kept the beat from or anything like that, so I could say that and still be anonymous about who it is because um, we don't have any record of us being around together. Okay. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's not built the same. It's like, as I said before, it's like each generation is getting weaker and weaker, and it's more because we don't have a strong structure. It's uh, outside influences are breaking up the, the structure huh. um, that we are used to. And it's not just us. It's coming to the point now where capitalism is not going to be a long-term solution for America because corporations are getting too greedy. I and the, the greedy corporations are getting to the point where they are hurting the system more than black and white. It's now a culture war with class. I talked to um, someone today about that. Remember I said earlier on yeah. a, another show, like for some reason people when I'm at work like to talk to me about politics. Yeah. Um, I told a guy, like I said, I'm not entirely sure that we're not seeing the end of all of this. The society we live in, not the world, I mean. Right. Like we just might be here. To, we might just, this might be the tail end for, for us. I think, I think that's a good chance Right now, there's a good chance for us to be able to turn this whole thing around. Like, I think right now is the time where we're sitting at this crossroads, and within about a year, year and a half, we're going to find out if this is something we're going to be able to turn around or we're going to keep going down that path. Now, I'm going to tell you something about me while we're talking about Takashi 69 and him snitching on people. Um, I nicely set myself up to the point where if this thing goes down one road, I know how to deal with it. If it goes down another road, I know how to deal with it. So as I've been saying this whole presidential term, none of this stuff really affects me anymore because I'm not, if you go across the world, um, a lot of people, if you make them about $30,000 a year, you're part of the 1%. But, but, I set myself up to the point where if it becomes a more of a capitalist country, I will be okay. If it becomes more of a, if it starts becoming more about what America claims to be or wants to be, I can rock with that because I set myself up to be able to hit this crossroad at 2020 and, and find out what's going on. Yeah. Now, with that being said, Takashi 69 and his snitching ass is going to get out of jail probably in 2020 for all the snitching that he's doing now. He snitched 75 years off his life. And I cannot fully be mad at that. However, comma, I go by the old school rules of if you can't do the crime, do not do the time. Right. And from the generation that we came in he probably would be dead within a couple of days of being released however in 2019 he's gonna get released and be doing shows within two days and making that money again he'll probably be on breakfast club again Charlemagne's gonna say man we told you we told you and he gonna be like you ain't tell me shit <laughs> so but anyway um tell them where they can find you Ted find me at Mansa Musa the 7th spell Mansa Musa that's uh M A N S A 
M U S A. You seven. can find me at Holiday Four Thousand. He's only seven. I'm four thousand of them. You know what I'm saying? Holiday dot X. You spell Holiday H O L I D A E. You will figure that out if you ever go to our website, which is www.distractionnetwork.com. There you'll be able to find all our podcasts along with the editorials and the merchandise that we sell. You can also donate for a bracelet. And that bracelet will, the donation that you do towards our bracelets will go towards a charity of our choosing for the month that you buy it. Until then, take care. Be safe. Holla! I'm focused on that finish line Developing a strong mind Years ago, they stopped making my kind Yeah, I lose sleep, but it's alright Cause I'm on the grind